Hey everybody, welcome to E-Commerce Answers, a podcast produced and sponsored by Acorin, a leading e-commerce agency. My name is Frank Thompson. Every episode we're going to explore, analyze, and discuss key issues facing both B2B and B2C e-commerce merchants. We're going to look at a wide range of topics with a bias towards trends and technologies that merchants, e-commerce team members, and the media will be interested in. Welcome. Today, once again, we're joined by Graham Luby, uh, Vice President of Delivery Services here at Acorin, a 20-plus-year digital agency and e-commerce veteran. Today's topic is e-commerce platform selection, chicken or egg. What I mean by that is, which should come first in the process and the thinking that supports the selection of an e-commerce platform? In other words, can you start with a platform? Can you first say, I know my e-commerce business is going to run on Magento or BigCommerce or Shopify or WooCommerce or whatever, or is it better to really flush out the details of the business, specifications and requirements, what the very detailed needs of the business are before you select a platform? So let's, uh, let's get into it here on Friday the 13th. I thought I'd start, Graham, with an icebreaker question. It can also be an analogy for our discussion today. What did come first, the chicken or the egg? And what, what do you what do you think of that cliche? It's used a lot. And and um, do you have anything to say about just the general thinking of chicken or egg? Yeah, I'll, I'll start out by saying it's uh, I think a explanation or or a way of saying there's no re- really good answer which is gonna come first, one or the other. But I think with, when we look at it from the lens of e-commerce and platform selection, I feel that there is a definitive answer. Business requirements and technical requirements should always drive the selected technology. So in the world of e-commerce, we often see customers coming to us with a, a platform selected already. And usually it's, it's a good selection, but sometimes we find that uh, once they've selected a platform, they're stuck in a specific technological path that might have been better if they'd actually identified the requirements before and ensured that the technology could be, meet those requirements rather than shoehorning the requirements into the technology. So, so what do you think drives the uh, the conversations when a prospect or a merchant comes to us with a specific platform in mind already, and they don't have requirements, is it is it the marketing and uh, just the advertising dollars that are behind the, the the platforms that we develop on these days? Is it uh, them doing their own research? Is it or is it a bunch of factors? Any any thoughts on that? And um, why we see people coming to us with a platform in mind first? Shopify has a tremendous marketing budget and has a lot of brand awareness out in the e-commerce market today. And we do see customers coming to us with Shopify as as their selected platform when their business may be too complicated for Shopify or they may have unique requirements that might be able to be accommodated on Shopify, but it's difficult to do. And I think the same is true with some, with some of the other platforms. But <clears throat> when it really comes down to it, customers are doing their own research. And sometimes at the surface level, those platforms will meet the requirements. Yet, based on a lot of e-commerce engagements that we've done across the different platforms, 
our team has the expert knowledge to know when a platform starts to fall down or what necessarily uh, scale from a functional standpoint over the long term. So uh, I, I definitely think it's got to do with, with market buzz today. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, so, so we know that uh, big commerce just went public a few months ago. We know the size of Shopify and Magento was acquired by um, Adobe in 2018. And of course, even moving up the chain, um, Hybris was acquired by SAP. So obviously a lot of marketing dollars uh, behind these platforms. And even, you know, when you look at a, a, a WooCommerce, a plugin for WordPress, a lot of marketing dollars here. And, um, you know, we, we, we have a number of clients that, that that are actually on their second, third, fourth, or fifth generation e-commerce site, still sort of um, uh, wondering what to do. So, um, is it is it just the, the the sheer force of the dollars that um, is driving the exposure of some of these these platforms out there? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there, it is a lot related to dollars. We've <clears throat> seen both the dollars on marketing, as well as the dollars on direct sales from a lot of these platforms, and some really good deals that the sales teams are able to offer to customers to sign up while they're still doing their research. So um, what, I'm, what I'm hearing you saying is, uh, no matter where you end up uh, these days, it's a, it's a competitive marketplace in the e-commerce platform space. And regardless of the effort that's going to be required to um, configure or customize that that platform for the merchant, um, they should really they should work closely with their with their sales rep or whoever they're working with to to make sure that their their budget is the best fit for the platform because it's a it can be a long term decision, right? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, some of the vendors don't make it particularly easy uh, historically. A merchant might create an RFP and send that RFP out to the plat platform vendors where they do have requirements already identified. They might not have their partner pick, but they, they do have their requirements identified. And they'll send those requirements as part of a request for proposal to leading platforms. Today, some of the platforms, Magento, BigCommerce, uh, will evaluate the RFP and, and likely respond. Up until fairly recently, and, and this may have changed, but I haven't heard it, heard it, Shopify wouldn't even respond to RFPs, basically taking oh. the assumption that uh, do your own homework and figure it out. Uh, that's interesting because now they're so big, they, they have a pretty uh, solid uh, sales rep ecosystem, and they've um, divided up those reps oftentimes between uh, Shopify and, 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 and Shopify Plus. Um, and, um, you know, we know that, uh, as, as a Magento, uh, partner that, um, under the Adobe umbrella, uh, they have a very organized, um, sales channel with, uh, sales rep by region, et cetera. So, um, with, with, with that being said, when we're talking about, uh, an e-commerce business, with um, say a, a minimal catalog, few complex products, and it's primarily B2C, do, do we just typically automatically say you should be on an, an, an easy to configure 
easier to configure SaaS platform like Shopify, or are there always other factors? And um, do, do we find that there can be a level of complexity even for a simple catalog that might require something more complex? Yeah, so a, a lot of the surface requirements of, of companies can be accommodated by, I'll say, most of the platforms. But really, when you, when you want to do com, uh, customizations to functionality or as you start going global and wanting to manage maybe multiple stores from a single backend, wanting to have multiple languages from a single backend, um, having a central repository of products but different storefronts, those all those sorts of requirements really drive the type of platform decision. Um, also, whether you, if you want to be headless versus not, if you want to have uh, omni-channel functionality, there really are a lot of decisions. If if you're a small business with a small set of products and you only are going to sell online and you don't have a technology organization to support you or have a low level of technological sophistication, Shopify is often going to be a good option. But as companies get bigger, as their SKU selection gets larger, as their integrations and fulfillment models get, get more complex, uh, there really needs to be an understanding of what the requirements are. And, and a selection of a platform that is best suited to meet those requirements. <clears throat> so let's let's dig a little bit into this this word requirements and let's educate our listeners a little bit on on what that really means. Um, I remember my first exposure to requirements documents in in e-commerce maybe ten years ago, and and really the the way um, we used to do it back then was really matching uh, functionality with the, the, the capability of the platform. But um, maybe you can, you, can, you can help our listeners understand what we mean by, by requirements and, and why that's such an important aspect in terms of identifying the platform that's going to best fit the business. So putting it in the context of our methodology. <laughs> so, excuse me. In our methodology, we go from initial discovery through definition, so the defined phase of the project into design before yep. you even get to the build. So in the discovery, it's really understanding what the merchant wants to accomplish. The requirements is the documentation associated to what they want to accomplish. It's understanding where's data going to come from, how's it How's it going to be transformed? How's it going to be re re uh, represented? Those form the requirements. What are the shipping methods? What are the payment methods? What are the merchandising requirements? Um, how do you want to merchandise? Are you doing simple products, bundles, kits? Are you going to have customizers? Are you going to have decision support tools? Those essentially all boil down to what are the functional requirements the customer needs and then from a technical standpoint you know there the are requirements as well some customers of ours uh, sell in the healthcare space and have specific HIPAA requirements around how their platform needs to be hosted and that can very easily eliminate some platforms from consideration 
But those, in, in a nutshell, it's understanding what the business needs from their technology platform, e-commerce platform, and those form the requirements. And those requirements are not just limited to the buyer's user experience. Those requirements also reflect the needs of the business as well, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. How customer support is going to work on the platform, how data is going to flow either to a warehouse management system or to a 3PL for fulfillment. All of those are, are going to be requirements that are outside of the customer experience. There are also marketing requirements around what channels are they going to sell from? Is the e-commerce platform going to be the source of product data that gets sent out to those platforms or not? And similar sorts of questions get asked to figure out what's, what the overall set of requirements that the customer needs. So um, now comes kind of the, uh, the, the golden ticket question for this podcast. And um, we're, we're, we're talking high level here, but, but generally speaking, when we match up uh, the merchants that we talk to with the platforms that we represent, which are primarily Magento, Big Commerce, and Shopify, what types of requirements exist that allow us to match each business with those platforms? And let's start out with Magento. Generally speaking, what types of requirements do we see when we start to hedge our thinking towards, hey, this merchant's gonna be much better suited towards Magento, they're gonna be happier long-term, and the business is really gonna thrive with a platform like Magento that can handle complexity? What type of requirements do we see where we really start thinking Magento first? So the first one is B2B. Uh, Magento is jumps to the top of the list in the B2B context. Uh, Shop Shopify has some B2B. Big Commerce has more B2B functionality, but Magento jumps to the list simply because Adobe has invested a tremendous amount in the B2B feature set. Then when you start getting into customizations of user experience, customizations of integration points, then that really steers you towards Magento because Magento as a platform that you can code against has essentially unlimited flexibility. Whereas a Shopify or a Big Commerce, both of them are, are great platforms, but they are SaaS platforms, and you have less flexibility in what you can do on those platforms. If and so, want. just real quickly for our listeners, as um, many of them know, Magento Commerce, the licensed version of Magento, has cloud and on-prem version. And is that true even with the cloud version? There's it's it it acts a little bit like SaaS, but it still has the flexibility for an engineering team to really customize it. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That, that's definitely the case. And the cloud platform has a lot of flexibility in that you can modify the code. There are some infrastructure components that you don't have access to, and we've got a couple of customers that have unique database level connectivity requirements that cannot be accommodated on Magento Cloud, so they are self-hosted actually. But in general, the Magento Cloud platform supports as much configuration and customization as 
the self-hosted Right. All right. So let, let's touch on big commerce a little bit, which um, through an acquisition has, has recently, and when I say recently, over the last couple of years, added um, basic B2B functionality. Um, when we, when we uh, think of a, a B2B business or even some B2C businesses, when would we talk about putting them on big commerce versus uh, Magento or Shopify? Is it um, really maybe a, a, a B2B business, but not as complex and not requiring the, um, the level of customization that a Magento merchant might need? Yeah, in general, it, it would be a company that maybe isn't as large, maybe doesn't have as much uh, of a technical capability in-house where they don't want to have to deal with any of the, the hosting elements. And they are comfortable working within the constraints of either the Shopify or the big commerce platform. So they need that. A big commerce uh, B2B merchant might need the um, the specific um, unique login features that a B2B merchant requires, um, might need pricing tiers, might need um, other aspects of basic B2B, but doesn't that merchant might not have the um, the infrastructure to support um, Magenta? Uh, correct. And when, when you look at one of the distinctions between the two platforms, Magento has their purchase order management, their company hierarchies for B2B customers, their, their quoting functionality, all built into the platform. For big commerce, you don't have the concept of a multi-user company. You really just have a user construct. So for companies that need the multi-user organizations and purchase order approvals, Magento becomes the clear, the clear suggestion. Right. So, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. If uh, I'm the owner of a business that sells um, nutrition supplements, um, but my, my, my customer base is primarily made up of um, maybe some consumers, but primarily a few hundred practitioners that are buying my products, and I just need to give them a unique login and maybe give them a few levels of pricing, but it's a fairly simple catalog, you would probably steer them to big commerce, especially if they don't have any technical support staff? Uh, quite possibly. So if, given that, that it's a few hundred practitioner customers versus thousands, uh, uh, quite probably, yeah. <clears throat> so let's talk a little bit about Shopify. Um, obviously, uh, startups love Shopify. Um, even established B2C e-commerce merchants like Shopify, there are many, many examples of fashion brands and consumer brands that are using Shopify to um, to, to really support their um, their their online sales. Um, what are the what are the aspects of Shopify that um, really push us towards driving a merchant to use that platform? What are the traits of their business? What are the the overall types of requirements where we say, okay, this is, a, this is a Shopify merchant. Let's get them going on Shopify. Shopify is very easy to work with for merchants. So for customers that don't have the technical capabilities in-house and really just want to focus on 
simple merchandising, simple product catalogs. Uh, Shopify is a great option. So it's a, it's ease of use. If you want to, if you yeah. have really complex business requirements, Shopify can get difficult to maintain, or you, or even if you've got a lot of promotional requirements, it starts to get uh, a bit of a challenge. Right. So um, when when we're thinking about these platforms, these three that we've just been discussing, what are some of the things about um, each of these, or all of them in general, that that um, merchants need to be careful about? Is it is it as simple as SaaS versus not SaaS, or um, uh, what are the what are the things that um, you know? No platform is perfect for any specific uh, business, but um, what are the what are the key things that a merchant needs to be careful about when they're starting this decision making process? It, it's really going to vary merchant to merchant, but one of the keys is making sure that they have documented out or understand their launch goals and the functionality that they need at launch and then what they want over time. So back to the requirements of is it a single store or multiple stores, single language, multiple languages. Do they want to manage all of their brands in one storefront or would they have a brand, a storefront per brand? And those sorts of questions are, are going to drive which platform works the best. So for example, Magento supports multi-storefront out of the box. Shopify does not. And BigCommerce currently does not, but it's something that they're expecting to launch in 2021. So a lot of the questions for platform revolve around those sorts of decisions. And could you architect a multi-storefront for Shopify? You can, but you lose some of the the capabilities that you get out of the box with with Android. Right. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I think this has been a really good overview of um, how we think about platform selection and how critical requirements are and the needs of every single business when they're thinking about platform selection. So we're, we're on to the final question here. Here we are on, on Friday the 13th. So requirements versus platform selection sounds like in terms of which is the chicken and which is the egg, you're pretty convinced. You're a big believer in making sure that a merchant should really make sure to invest the time to establish those requirements first, and that's going to make platform selection a lot easier. Is that right? That's 100% right. The chicken always comes first. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure about that? <laughs> Maybe it's <the> <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate your time today. This has been a really good discussion. I think it's going to help our audience understand how we think about issues related to uh, requirements and platform selection. It really is interesting how we see a lot of prospects coming to us with a platform in mind first, but how we're able to successfully steer them towards thinking about their requirements and their business needs prior to selecting a platform. So thanks very much, Graham. Appreciate the time today. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of e-commerce answers. If you have ideas for topics you believe we should be exploring, send a note to podcast at acorin.com. 
or you can fill out the contact form on our website. If you'd like to participate and be a guest, we welcome those inquiries too. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to bringing you our next episode.